You're listening to Brunch with me, Noreen Mir, on this Friday morning. And you know it, every week I like to end the week with something good and something positive. And this week is no exception. So for this week's Radio for Good, we're chatting with Ellie Fu, the founder and the CEO of J-Life Foundation, which is a wonderful charity that supports low-income and single-parent families in the city. And Ellie joins us live in the studio this morning. Welcome to the program and thank you so much for with for being with us. Yes, hi everyone. We are also also live on Facebook, so you'll be able to see and hear Ellie there. So first of all, um, for some of our listeners who may not be so familiar with uh, J-Life Foundation, mm-hmm. what is it about? What do you do there? Actually, we established in 2014, but I started up the service in 2012 already, but I established in 2014. So 10 years, 11 years. Uh, yeah, wow, 10 congratulations. Years. Yes, this is a great time, but we don't have any celebration. Maybe next year we have some celebration. Uh, so uh, I would like to talk about why I uh, set up J-Live, because I think uh, when I free us all, I live in an orphan house about 10 years. So... Um, Actually, uh, for my um, when I live in orphanage, it's quite difficult, and then sometimes we don't have I don't have the parents and something, and then in, I mean in the orphan house, actually I have a parents, but they have a problem, uh, they have some men- mentally problem, so they cannot take care of me, so and and that years for me uh, why so difficult because a lot of people have a parents, but for me it's not nobody to take care of me and when you're crying nobody will respond you yes yes so i think but very good training i live here because i have a very strong discipline so when i very like a small and then i can handle everything i can like when i wake up and i'm on time and i will take all my belonging and something so uh, this is what i'm doing so i'm so mature so actually i have when i growing up i have some dream like uh i want to change uh, the poor community like uh, uh, why we are poor and something and i i just always thinking so why we why I can do in the, in the future? So uh, I very hard working to study, and then I do a lot of warranty service. So um, when I growing up, like uh, I join a lot of warranty work. Uh, although I'm just working and go out for working, so uh, I just try about ten years go to some we call ten forty rental like a Bangladesh, uh, uh, Uganda. Uh, Burma and then like uh, India and Philippines, very poor country. I do a lot of service. I bring a lot of international school students go there. So I'm very experienced guy to go there for the service. After that, I would like to change my retire scheme more early. Yeah. Wow. That's really, really remarkable and amazing, Ellie, because you turned your own sort of story into something positive and something that will help other people. That's a really, truly remarkable. You turned out really well adjusted uh, in, into your, your life. Um, I, I, I noticed that we had some audio problem uh, initially with the Facebook Live, but we are back on. And this morning we're talking with Ellie Fu, the CEO of and the founder of J-Life Foundation, mm-hmm. which is a charity that supports low income and 
single parent families in the city. And earlier, Ellie was sharing how her own story uh, being brought up uh, um, in, in an orphan house um, has really changed her perspective and has given you this independence and for you to handle your own life, uh, which is truly remarkable. Now, Ellie, looking at some of the work that you do at JLife Foundation, it's really quite a lot. You know, you have the, the J Cafe, uh, which is a youth center, mm-hmm. and also you've got tr- uh, various training centers as mm-hmm. well. Tell us through the different, talk us through the different aspects of the JLife Foundation. Actually, July doing, uh, we had three category, like we're doing the uh, food rescue, and then we're doing the education program and also empowerment program. But all those three items, we want to change their life sometimes because I don't want the all the underprivileged family only just want, sometimes they ask for helping, but I want them to helping the others. So that's the main focus. I want them to 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 get a fish sometime by themselves, yeah. not just ask the funding from government, um, from donation, something. So uh, when I set up J Life, why call Life? I want the life change, like me. So I just know uh, if I work hard working, I can have a lot of dreams. I can make a success. Like today, I make a success because I want to do some meaningful service in Hong Kong. So I do it by myself because I'm not rich people, but I use my saving money to set up a foundation. It's for me, it's very encouragement because I can do it. So I want to encourage all the underprivileged family and kids. You can do something. You, If you have dream, you can do something. With, but you need to hard working anyway. <laughs> and and sure, Ellie, you're definitely hardworking. During the news break and, and before the show started, we were talking about how COVID mm-hmm. has really uh, impacted in, in so many different charities and different NGOs. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it was different for your NGO. You kept going. Yeah, uh, I'm the one uh, still open and this four years. Because actually, all my colleagues just come, oh, Ellie, do you have, we have on shift time for a home office or something, but we don't have a home, home, uh, work from home, work from home. Because actually it's quite difficult. We are not enough manpower because a lot of uh, issue like polytech and then, after we've uh, faced the COVID, and the first year COVID, and the second year more worse, and then and the uh, f- uh, third year, it's just I think we would change or something. But the five, the five will be coming, and then it's very terrible because uh, the last year is a terrible time for us because uh, uh, all my staff with the same day, over ten colleagues get sick at the same day. Ten colleagues sick on the, the same, same day. day. So it's, for me, it's a terrible time. This is my first time crying in my center. Oh, wow. I, 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 I face a lot of challenges. yes. The first time, because I see my colleague get sick in front of me. For me, it's very stressed. Because in front of me, they get sick at night. And then I don't know well, how I can do it. Only three staff more in my center. I don't know what we can do. So I just, uh, at the same day, I'm crying and I see one beneficiary, a lady. And then she called me and then she need help, she's crying. Because the, uh, her daughter gets sick and get fever, very serious. And then she used the whole morning in some sort of cannot find one Panadol. Wow, because, and, because there was such a shortage, everybody had bought everything yeah also in the underprivileged they don't have a medication mm-hmm. in the home and then uh, when she, she's because she gets fever also 
whole family get fever. So they go to the street of looking for the medication. And she called me and she cried, can you help me, Ali? I need help. And then I just think about I need to shut down the office. I need to close the office because I just only three staff left in my center. How we can do it? Five center, how we can do it? And then I think about five seconds. I, say, I just say that because in the office, I already prepare over 20,000 Panadol on hand. I think in Hong, in that moment, I have a lot of medication. I think the other didn't have, but I have. So I just use five seconds. Hold on, let me think a way how I can pass to you. So uh, th- I just promised her, and then I use a one new method we call serial infection. And then I just put the bag, put the hygiene and the medication in the bag, put in uh, in front of the uh, my center, and then close the door, and then just call the mom, and then you can come to pick it up. Oh, so you didn't have to meet her face to face. Yeah, and she I need was to able- protect. Yeah, because yes. she gets fever, so yes, I want yes, I don't want course. get sick. So I just use that method to save few thousand wow. family in the three weeks. Wow, That's only three call it to do that. So I think uh, for me, why I say a lot of time for encourage all the people or maybe some uh, friend or NGO friend, because it's very difficult. But sometimes you want to give up some time. So a lot of time I just talking about this COVID time, Omicron time, I teach the kid also. I think everyone will get the challenge. But maybe you have a very big challenge, very, very serious, difficult and something. But at that moment, I just want to tell anyone, like, although it's very difficult, but if you don't give up, you will jump over that challenge. Yeah. So I just jump over that challenge. Although I feel very stressed in this few weeks, I'm very tired. I, I think last year, I, my, my uh, size, uh, S cha- became to XS. Really? Yeah. You- and, Shrunk. Yeah, in that last year. So it's. I think suddenly, uh, too much workload and then a lot of stress. I need to think about a lot of uh, family call my uh, office like nine nine nine. Sometimes they don't. They cannot call nine nine. They will call us for. So I need to respond a lot of uh, help issue and something. So uh, I think this is a very uh, experience. Good experience for us and also for my colleague, how to drum over the challenge. Yeah, yeah. well, two, two, two takeaways. From, I mean, sure, our listeners have many takeaways, but two takeaways from that, because you work so hard and you're setting such a good example, it allows the people you're helping and the beneficiaries to really see that hard work pays off and that they will also work hard. And second of all, you also need to take care of yourself. Yeah, because sure. <laughs> But now, now yeah. change becomes... S already. <laughs> <laughs> okay, that's good to hear. Yeah. Um, another aspect of uh, the JLI Foundation is food rescue. Um, talk us through that. So what sorts of food, where do you get your food from? And then how do you process the food and then give to the people in need? Actually, I got a lot of uh, food from like uh, some supermarket and some food, uh, food brand and also some uh, Chinese market. And then they have a lot of shepherd's food, like a dry food or cold food. Uh, so this is uh, the the cold, uh, the cold food is from like a hotel or something. And so we cooperation with different different commercial, and then we get it in a, every day. So actually, every week we save two tons. Wow! But before COVID, I mean, yes. uh, but the four years COVID, 
we cannot get a lot of cooked food and, and, and dry food. So I think the percentage deduct about 70%. Before, we get 70% from them. But the, that four year, we only get 30%. So I think very difficult time. This four year, we need to get some donation to purchase food to the family. Mm-hmm. So I think the family, they are very, uh, the relationship with us very strong. So this is a difficult time, a critical time. I also in the uh, in the COVID, uh, that four year, I will make a YouTube to them to encourage them. Although you are long, but don't don't worry, we 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 together, we fight together. So we have like a four four year. We call the uh, food rescue name. We call KFC. If you see the uh, uh, website fighting COVID, yes, yeah. So this is our new name. How we the, the, the like a food pack. Someone donate to us, we will buy the hygiene inside and food inside. So uh, that's what we do now. Uh, this year we saw, so we are just waiting for the uh, uh, the food come back, and I hope can get seventy, but not yet. But we're still waiting the commercial and then hotel. Everything is changed to normal, so it's more better. We don't need to purchase a lot. Yeah, is there any food that you haven't rescued yet and that you're going to try to? Uh, is there any food that uh, you know you plan to introduce? Yeah, today uh, I just told Lauren have uh, this morning we were very special uh, uh, food from some brand. It's a it's an ice cream. Wow. So uh, we don't handle before because ice cream we need to do it within thirty minutes to handle to do the uh, to to arrange the family because if it melts then it's easy yeah. to, to give you a tummy ache yeah we don't we don't have time to put in the refrigerator and also we are not enough uh, refrigerator food because to this morning we get free pilot wow free pilot is quite a lot yes. so we already arranged all my family lie up in front of my center they have schedule and also a lot of a strong partner they want to get some uh, ice cream from different area. They also have a rent ready to go for the the, the center for them to, to have their family. Ellie, that is so sweet. It just gave me goosebumps. You know, it's so you know marvelous that you know it's such a hot. You know, it's been such a hot summer. Yeah. So I'm sure you know it means so much to these low income families because, frankly speaking, ice cream can be very expensive. Yeah, it's um, very expensive. It's a luxury for for some of these families. So the family yeah. love it. They live in outside already. This oh. morning, loud clock already lie up because because they need to get it and then come back to home immediately. Yeah, and quickly put it in the fridge. Get, get you know, on the way. <laughs> <laughs> so maybe exactly. And finally, what other projects are you working on at the moment? I think it's now in the COVID time because you, I just told, uh, introduced you before. We have a social enterprise, and then uh, that social enterprise we have a shop. So the shop we we sell a lot of uh, um, uh, like uh, maybe in your home you buy a lot of clothes. It's brand new, but you don't want to try. Um, but just storage in yes. your home. So someone will donate the clothes, new, new clothes to our shop to sell out again. And also we have some toys, also is new, also put your home and then come back to our shop. But it's very uh, special on that shop because we are a platform. We will employ the lady and training them to be a stopkeeper here. And then they work here and also some uh, part of a lady, they will work DIY product. Wow. With DMI product, a lot of people ask me, how are you different from the other uh, NGO? I, because I, before that, I'm a sales and marketing 
uh, experimental. Yeah. Yes. So I know uh, if you build a brand or a product like a DIY product, you you need you need to see the difference. Or maybe you someone will come to buy in the future, not just one time. So I I just four years before because I I don't know it's COVID, but we just face COVID. They stay at home, so we uh, have some teacher to design uh, like a handbag or something DIY handbag. And the, the design we need to do a lot of research. What handbag will be buy from the young age, or maybe you will buy it, and then we design and then. Change, uh, teach them to do it, and then we sell it to the market because we have a shop. Yeah. We can do it in, uh, in the shop, and also we do it online. So this four year we do a lot of online uh, product, and also we do a lot of face to face product in the shop. I think our social enterprise is quite success because we are still break even. Yeah. In those in that critical moment, we still break even. That's amazing, and you had no idea that COVID was coming, and and it so happened that during COVID, people shopped online more. Yeah, because so, I stopped in two thousand nineteen. It's the first year of COVID. It's very sudden for us. Well, what happened? So not no not a lot of people not in the street and something. So we I just put a lot of effort on the social enterprise. We have a team for DIY and one team for shopkeeper. So and also we are. This two year, we set up a new project we call Cycling Tomorrow. What is this? We uh, uh, pick up some bikes from government. We need to pay money. Like a government, we they have a lot of bikes in the street, and then they will pick up back to the to the department, and then we need to put some tender and something to buy the uh, the bikes. Like for example, we purchase about two hundred fifty on last month. Two hundred fifty square. Wow, it's a lot. Like, yeah, yeah. And then we need to change a lot of lady and youth to do the maintain, for example, cleaning, printing, and some very difficult maintain. Yeah. So to do that project, we we still have some very famous ambassador to help us for the bright. <laughs> and what will you do with those bikes afterwards? We sell it to our shop, an oh. online shop, and carousel. That's brilliant. Yeah, so and also Facebook Marketplace. Yes. So I showed, told you the figure. And if COVID this three years, we sell over 1,400 by in the online market. That's that's incredible. Wow. Yeah, I had good. no idea so many people like to buy uh, bikes. Um, so, well, I suppose during COVID, they had nowhere to go, so they would cycle. They, yeah, they love yes. the bikes. It's yes. more easy to go out. So mm. also a lot of uh, people buy bikes or they go in some uh, takeaway market. Yes. They need, we call, what's this? Um, like a short distance traveling. Like or, a, yeah. Uh, oh, my I'm oh not yes, sure. yes, uh, delivery. Delivery yes. bikes. So they need car to do it. So we all of order from them. So because our price is very reasonable price, it's, it's not cheap, but it's okay. But because we still have a manpower price here. So a lot of people looking for us for the secondhand price. So I'm so famous in Carousel. Yeah, I know the carousel still. Um, actually, I'm talking about to carousel because they, they want me to give money now. But <laughs> because they know we are very good yeah, business. Uh, yeah, but <laughs> we it. don't have a too much profit for them because actually the manpower we need to pay uh, hourly way to the lady and the, yes. the teenage. For example, we need to fix a one bite at least two to three days. 
it's quite take time because the cleaning you need four hours, two to four hours, and after that we need to change a lot of the parts. So actually, when you finish the car, we just sell three hundred to five hundred. So mm. it's not not a big profit, at not all. a big profit, and of course all the also money. Also, we have a rent. Yes, yeah. and of course, and after that, the money then also goes back to help the yeah. low-income families as well. Yeah, and that's the, the the ethos of your J Life Foundation, Ellie. It's such a pleasure to meet you and to talk to you this morning. Remind our listeners once again: Have you got a website and social media? How can people find out more about J Life? Uh, yeah, you can go to check www.jlifefoundation.org. You can see all my. Activity or project here. Also, we have an IG account and Facebook account. And then you tag to our website, you can see all my address here. Yeah. <laughs> Excellent. Thank you so much for your time this morning. And that's Ellie Fu, the founder and the CEO of J Life Foundation. Thank you very much. Thank you, Lorraine. Thank you.